Welcome to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. Welcome to episode 5 of the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. I'm your host, Jay, and we're in for another exciting show today talking about hockey cards and hockey in general. So what can you expect from episode 5 of the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast? Well, first we're going to discuss players with no hockey card love in the market. Basically, we're going to look at players who have great stats, but for some reason, the value of their cards, not so good. Then we'll look at a player I'm investing in in the off season. And finally, we're going to wrap up the podcast with a rate my trade. Basically, I'm going to talk about a trade I just did and you kind of tell me, was it a good trade, bad trade, or a fair trade? So before we get going, just a reminder that the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast is by no way, shape, or form a financial advice podcast in any way. It's just some guy who likes to talk about hockey and hockey cards. So let's get into the show. All right, so to kick things off, we're going to discuss a player with no hockey card love in the market. And the player we're going to be examining today is what I consider the captain of this category, Miko Rantanen of the Colorado Avalanche. So let's start off by looking at the value of Miko Rantanen's upper deck young gun card. So his raw upper deck young gun is selling on average for about $25, which is okay. But here's where it gets interesting. His PSA 10, his pop count is 886, which is relatively low uh, pop count. It's not over a thousand, but it's not the lowest. But it's only selling for about $130 for a PSA 10 for a player of his caliber. Well, let's look into some of his stats, and then maybe we can compare him to someone else in the market who is uh, performing at a much higher card value. So Miko Rantanen, again, plays for the Colorado Avalanche, so a solid team. And if we look at his stats, when he came into the league his first year of 2016, he had 20 goals. He followed it up in 2017 with 29 goals. Then in 2018, 31 goals. Now in 2019, he did have a down year. He only had 19 goals. But then in 2020, he rebounded very nicely where he got back up to 30 goals. And finally, in 2022, he had 36 goals. So right off the bat, this is something that the hockey card market loves to see. A player who progresses consistently year after year in scoring. If we look at his 2022-23 stats, he played in 82 games. He had 55 goals and 50 assists for 105 points. Now that comes out to about 1.3 points per game. So again, solid offensive player 
for a good team. If we even look at the playoffs in that year, in 2022-23, he played it in seven games, where he had seven goals and three assists for 10 points. So again, he performed in the playoffs. Yet another thing that the hockey card market loves. His career stats overall, he's played in 490 games, 220 goals, 293 assists, for 513 points. So he's at a 1.04 points per game. Again, solid. So my question to you is, why is his PSA 10 only selling for about $130? He checks all the boxes when it comes to an offensive player in the NHL as far as what the market likes. Again, consistent growth and then performance in the playoffs, and he's on a solid team. But again, PSA 10, only $130. Now, let's compare him to a player who has similar stats, but is getting love from the hockey card market. So the player I'm going to compare him to is Mitch Marner of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, right off the bat, we can say, well, Mitch Marner does play for an original six team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. So there's a little bit of a difference there. But I want to compare his 2022 stats against Miko Rantanen. So again, in 2022-23, Mitch Marner played in 80 games, had 30 goals, 69 assists for 99 points. Now, again, we talked about Miko Rantanen had 55 goals, 50 assists for 105 points. So roughly the same. Miko Rantanen had more goals, but Mitch Marner had more assists. Now, Mitch Marner's career stats are he played in 507 games, has 168 goals, 386 assists for 554 points. And again, compared to Miko Rantanen, who had 490 games played, 220 goals, 293 assists for 513 points. So again, Miko Rantanen has more goals, but less assists. Point-wise, they're about 40 points off. So again, they're both key contributors to their team. Now, Mitch Marner's upper deck young gun, Raw, sells on average for 150 compared to Miko Rantanen, who is 25. Now, Mitch Marner's PSA 10 pop count is 1,261. And as we mentioned before, Miko Rantanen's is only 886. But Mitch Marner's PSA 10 sells on average for about $300. So again, comparing stats, they're roughly the same player. Only major difference is Mitch Marner plays for an original six team. But still, should there be that much of a difference in their PSA 10 values? Again, we're talking Mitch Marner at 300, Miko Rantanen at 130. It just doesn't make sense to me how this guy doesn't get any love in the hockey card market. So after all that, hockey card market, come on. Show this guy some love. Miko Rantanen deserves the love of a higher value PSA 10. I'm not saying maybe he's $300, but he should be a lot closer to $200 than he should be to $100. Now, that's just how I feel about it. Curious what you think about this situation. Does Miko Rantanen deserve more love in the hockey card market? Well, let me know. Go to my Instagram page at Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast and leave me a comment below. 
Just whether or not he deserves the love, is he right where he needs to be? Should he be lower? But I'd love to hear your opinion on the matter. Our next topic we're going to discuss today is a player that I'm investing in in the offseason who I think has some upside to him. Now again, quick reminder, this is just my opinion. So this is something that's not written in stone, but it's it's someone that I feel very good in investing in the offseason who I think is going to definitely have a lot of upside to him. Player with upside value. Now, one of the players that I will be investing in in the offseason is going to be Dawson Mercer of the New Jersey Devils. Now, if we look at him, he's 21 years old. He's about six foot tall, and he plays center for the Devils. And his stats are in 2022-23 season, he played in 82 games, had 27 goals, 29 assists, 456 points. So a nice season, especially for a 21-year-old. If we look at his career stats, he's played in 164 games with 44 goals and 54 assists for 98 points. So again, he's had some nice stats. But what we'll be looking for is to him to take the next step in progression. And I think he's going to do that in this upcoming season. Uh, The Devils have added a lot of talent. I mean, they have Jack Hughes already there, plus the core of people uh, that they've had for a number of years. And they just signed Timo Meyer there. You can see based off of last year, the New Jersey Devils took a large step forward overall. They were... A solid team all year, um, made it to the playoffs, but didn't have much success. But I think with that young team, and especially Dawson Mercer, I think he's going to be a key contributor to this team moving forward. One thing we need to keep in mind is the New Jersey Devils actually traded Taylor Hall for basically what turned out to be the draft pick, number 18 pick, which was Dawson Mercer. So why am I going to invest in Dawson Mercer? Well, my thought process is this. He's had some solid point production years. I mean, his stats are nice, but like we said, he needs to take that next step. But when you're playing alongside guys like Jack Hughes, or if he's not going to be playing alongside him, it'll possibly be Timo Meyer. Those are players that are going to open up a lot of opportunity for him, someone who has the knack to score goals, to really take the pressure off him. If anything else, you know, more pressure gets put on those guys, like I said, Jack Hughes and Meyer, where maybe Dawson Mercer, you know, kind of sneaks in as the number three there. Um, He's definitely going to get power play time, whether it's on the first or second unit. He's a solid skater. He's got a solid shot. And again, he is an offensive-minded person. So now let's look at Dawson Mercer's upper deck Young Guns card, PSA 10. His PSA 10 has a pop count of 841. And his average value for that is around $75 to $80. So again, here's a nice player that you can get a PSA 10 under $100. And if they kind of do what we think they're going to do as far as the kind of team they're going to be, uh, pick up the offense, be a little bit more of a contender because, again, they have the personnel. And at the same time, you know, they have a little experience based off last year. Uh, This is a card I think that could go over the $100 mark very easily. And if he puts up some numbers, he could get close to the $200 mark Uh, especially in season and especially if he produces in the playoffs now he'll need to continue that after this season but 
again, I think this is a guy that I'm going to throw a few shekels on this year because I feel like he has all the components that the hockey card market loves. And again, on a team that's going to make, I think, a little bit more of a splash this year. Now let's go into our final segment, and this segment is called Rate My Trade. So I recently concluded a trade on My Card Post. Now if you're not familiar with My Card Post, it's a great website you can go on and you can list your cards to sell or to trade, and everything is safe and secure. And it's just a great website, and I've been using this pretty regularly uh, to trade and sell cards. If you haven't checked them out, go check them out. Like I said, they're not a paid sponsor. Again, it's just a site that I love to use, and it's called My Card Post. Now let's get into the trade. So what I gave up was a 2021 Jeremy Swayman Red Canvas Young Gun PSA 10 and a 2016 Braden Point Young Gun Canvas BGS-10. Now what I received back was a Patrice Bergeron Trilogy Ice Signature Auto, not numbered, and a Brad Marchand Auto Patch out of 99. When I was looking at the trade, the first reason I made the trade is, as maybe some of you know, I uh, personally collect Patrice Bergeron. And this was an autograph I didn't have. I, I didn't care that it wasn't numbered. And and as far as the Brad Marchand uh, patch auto, it's a it's a nice looking uh, two color patch with a relatively clean auto. So again, two Bruins that I'm high on collecting. Now he really wanted the Braden Point BGS 10, and then I added in the Jeremy Swayman PSA 10 as well. Uh, the values were roughly the same in both of our minds. So this was a quick and easy trade that was made. So my question to you is, what do you think of this trade? Do you think it was a fair trade? Do you think one side got a better deal than the other? Uh, I'd like to hear what you think about this. If you go to the Instagram account again at Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast on Instagram, uh, post what your thought is on the trade. I will be putting up the cards once this episode is released so you can see what the cards are and get a better idea as far as maybe what their values are. Seeing as we have a little bit of extra time left over before the buzzer goes off, let me add uh, maybe a couple of pickups I made as well too, and we could say rate my pickups. So recently I picked up five cards. Now four of them were in one pickup and I had a single pickup as well. Now the single pickup was I picked up a 2020 Upper Deck Young Guns Alexei Lafreniere. Now I paid $27 for this card plus shipping. So it came out to about $30 for the card. Now the reason why I got this card is, you know what? I'm going to take another stab on this guy. Um, I feel like under $40 is a good price for a young gun who I think has some upside to him. I think he's going to find his stride. I think last year we saw some brief moments of what he could be. So again, this was a clean card that I plan on grading with PSA. So that was my first pickup. My second pickup was one I'm very happy with. I picked up a to a lot of 2017 Upper Deck Young Guns Tage Thompsons. 
So there were four cards in this deal. There were two regular young guns and two canvas young guns. And I paid 147, 147 US for it. And the shipping was $10, which I wasn't too pleased with. But again, for the deal that I got, uh, I was pretty happy with that. Now, as you've probably heard in previous episodes, I am very high on Tage Thompson moving forward. If you watched him play last year, he just looked like he was shot out of a cannon as far as the production that he was uh, putting up. When I would watch him, he was a dominant player on the ice. And, and I really think he's going to continue that moving forward. I don't know if he's going to have the same season like he had last year, but I think he's going to be one of those guys. He's definitely the main guy on that Buffalo team. So with those four, again, my plan is um, I'm going to grade three of them. I'm going to grade the two canvases and one of the regular young gun. The other one has some issues to it, I think. You know, it's got some little, little edge wear and things like that. So I'm contemplating on sending it in and just getting the PSA 9, or I'm thinking of selling it raw once the season goes on, but I haven't quite made up my mind on that. And again, my thought process is this. For $146 for four cards, it comes out to roughly about $35 to $40 a card, which is under what he's selling for now. And if the regular young gun comes back a PSA 10 that pays for everything and everything else is liquid if the two canvases come back a 10 same thing and as we all know those canvases usually have a better gem rate than say the regular PSA or the regular young gun so again those are the two pickups I made this week I'd love to hear what you think about it again if you go to the Instagram account and post what you think about those two pickups that I had. And again, I will be posting those pictures once this episode has aired so you can comment on them. Before we go, I'd just like to give a little shout out to my main man on the Boston Bruins who retired this uh, past week. As you may have heard, uh, number 37, our captain, Patrice Bergeron, decided to hang it up this week. Uh, He said he's ready to start the next phase of his life, and I, I couldn't fault him for that. This guy gave his heart and soul to that team. But I'm definitely going to miss seeing number 37 out there helping the Bruins uh, win games. So my hat's off to you, Captain. And again, thank you for all you've done for the Boston Bruins. And there's the buzzer. That ends the period. And we're about to head back into the locker room. Thank everyone who tuned in to listen to episode five of the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast. As always, if you enjoy what you hear, like, follow, listen to old episodes, you know, do what you need to do so we can get more people in on this conversation as far as uh, hockey cards and the NHL in general. I'd just like to thank everyone who took the time to listen to the episode today. Now you could have went and listened to a really cool true crime podcast, but you decided to listen to the Top Shelf Cookie Sniper Hockey Card Podcast instead. So until next time, everybody, have a good one, and we'll see you soon.